this week, um, we're discussing self-awareness and self-recognition and my own self-awareness and my own self-recognition and how being a woman of a certain age, um, it took me a long time to get to this point of knowing who I am as a person. And, you know, we don't expect everyone to know who they are right off the bat, right? They have to grow. They have to learn. Because not not everyone is born, well, no one is born completely self-aware. But they are some traits of self-awareness buried inside of us from a very young age. But it takes time and development as we grow, especially when we are put into society, because society um, helps shape who we are, you know, um, the world that we live in pretty much helps shape who we are. So I'm going to share a story about me and self-awareness and how um, me allowing myself to accept mental health as a part of my life but not look at it or view it as a stigma anymore. So when I was younger, I had the defiant need to, like everybody else, live my life the way I want to live it. You know, I curated who I felt like I needed to be. But these things were being stifled because I was living through the eyes of others, preferably parents siblings, family members, everyone expected this of you. Everyone expected you to be this certain way, be this type of person. And you start to realize that you were living for everyone, especially me. Like I felt like I was living for everyone. I became a mother at 21. So I no longer had to live for myself. I had to live for myself in a way that I lived for this child. And so when I had my son at 21, I was viewed as not ready. And a lot of us in the black community, we are told we're not ready to have children at a certain age. And so as we sit back and realize like, who are we? Like, what is our purpose? And how do we identify who we are as a person? Not just for the people outside, but when we wake up in the morning and we kind of look in the mirror, who are we? Like, do we recognize who we are? Do we recognize the people that shape us to be who we are? I, I find on many occasions that we are not recognizing who we are. And I didn't for a long time recognize who I was. I hid my sexuality um, for a very long time. I hid my ability to be me. And a lot of times, that's what we do. We hide who we are, not because we're afraid most of the time to um, tap into who we are, but we hide who we are because we want self-valid. We want validation from others when we should be trying to get the self-validation that we we need to give ourselves. Because you know who you are, so... If you validate the, the things that you're doing for yourself and they're making you happy and they're putting you in this great frame of mind, continue to do those things. Live luxuriously into the state that you want to live in. I found that it took me 
my 20s and my 30s to realize that I was so much drawn into living for others that I did not understand that I needed help. I needed help to recognize who I am, what I, what's my purpose. And you'll hear me say, what's my purpose? Because self-awareness lets you know, you know, who you are as a person. So self-awareness is one of the first components of self-concept that emerges. While self-awareness is something that is central to who you are, it is not something that you're acutely focused on at every moment of every day. Instead, self-awareness becomes woven into the fabric of who you are and emerges at different points depending on the situation and your personality. I'm an introvert with a little bit of extrovert. Um, I have been... I've craved friendships with women. I find that I am very open to building friendships with women. When I meet women and I become connected to them, I go all in. I'm an all or nothing kind of girl. But I, that was me for many years, from my 20s to my um, 30s. But then as I started going to therapy and I started trying to figure out who I am and looking back at all the things that I've um had happened in my life, I started thinking like, I don't like this person. I don't like the person that I am. I don't like who she is. Not because, you know, now I'm an empty nester. My son graduated high school and I was getting ready to turn 40. I just realized that there was something missing in my life and I did not know what it was. All this time, I had no idea it was the relationship that I had with self. That's what was missing because I did not take care of myself the right way. Not the physical self, you know, the normal shit. Buy clothes, have a roof over your head. Like the basic needs and necessities, I was able to provide for myself. But the one thing that I did not have that was lacking was the self-relationship, the self-identity, the self-care, the self-love, the self-recognition, the self-concept. Those were the things that I was screaming out for internally. And until I sat on someone's couch and and regurgitate, like literally sat down. I remember, I would never forget it. I walked into my therapist's office and I was 39 years old. I had my birthday and it was October and I walked into her office and I said to her, I don't know who I am. I was like, I am not stable. I don't know how to build stability and let it last. I don't. I am a mover and a shaker. I've moved around for my job. I've moved around for my, um, you know, my child, my own mental health. Um, I have anxiety. I have depression, which is usually seasonal. And these are all the things that I was just spilling out on the couch to this woman. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, I need help. I need help understanding who I am. And before I could get to the self-concept and the self-awareness part of things, we had to deprogram me from the things I used to do. And some people think like, you know, you sit on the couch and overnight you're fixed, you're healthy, 
this is who you are and so forth. And in actuality, it takes time. Like anything that you do in your life, it's going to take time. And I feel like a lot of the times we don't put in the effort to take the time to learn things because we are in a, a world of instant gratification. I felt like one of the things that were holding me back from recognizing who I was and how I wanted to live going forward was not knowing what my triggers were or my traumas were. And so I had to go through that trauma therapy in order for me to start to really view myself. Have you ever heard someone say, um, you need to be present or you don't feel present? I know that feeling to heart. When they say that, there's not meaning that physical presence. They mean that when they're on, like how I noticed it was when I was on the phone with my best friend talking, I would hear her talking. I would hear her speaking, but I didn't really hear her. I didn't, I was not present for her. And that made me realize that I, I need to stop because I wasn't present for my job. I wasn't present for my son. I wasn't present for my partnerships and it just made things even worse because all I felt like every day my phone would ring and I'm talking to different people, but I'm not really present because my mind is all over the place. I feel like they're invading my space. They're invading all that is going around me. And until I stopped for a minute and paused and said, I need to be present. I told her that I said, I don't know how to be present because I feel like I'm in this alternate universe. And I think because I'm the strong friend where everyone calls me for advice or everyone reaches out to me for, for direction and being a life coach and trying to teach people and trying to tap into others um, and help them, you know, I am that person that people don't check on regularly because in their mind, well, every time they call me, I got the answer or I'm helping them through their problems. And they're like, well, she got it. Ain't she probably don't have no issues. But in reality, I do that. The real issue is you got to check on your strong friends because they they go through a lot. However, we handle things differently, right? As people, I may handle chaos in a different way or versus what other people do. I like chaos. So when I find like when I'm doing stuff and I, it's like a crunch time deadline kind of thing, I find myself like rushing into it. Like, okay, I got to get it done. I feel like that's when my brain works the most because my brain is pushing out concepts, ideas, you know, creativity, innovation. My mind is just rapidly going when there's chaos involved. But I needed not only to not get away from chaos, but I, one thing my therapist taught me was learning how to balance that chaos. And in order to balance that chaos, I had to be present for all the other things that were around me. So I started learning techniques that I had to actually work on, like use those techniques to see if I can actually do this. And it's, it's been over two and a half years that I started this journey of self-awareness and self-recognition that has led me to a lot. I was, um, you know, I moved to the state that I'm in for my job, my day job, a couple of years ago, probably um, about five years ago. And um, I bought a house. I turned 40 and for my 40th birthday, I bought a house. 
Um, and I bought this house. And even though I it was the first stage of the stability in a way, I didn't know what to do with this house. My son was leaving to go to go off and do his own thing. And then I was like by myself in this big house, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, and you know, big backyard. And it was just me by myself. I ended up getting a dog. Um, one of the reasons I got a dog was because I wanted to actually get out more and exercise. And I find I'm a cat lover as well, but I found that if I got the dog, I would get up and have this routine. I'm very routine prone. Um, I'm very structured. So I like routine. So my dog was like my sanity at the time. I wasn't in a relationship. Well, I was in a relationship, but it wasn't a committed relationship. It was very open and I wasn't ready for a relationship because I had been in a relationship for seven years engaged and it left me so dry and drained that I just felt like I can't be, be that person anymore. I can't keep giving, giving, giving and not receiving. And then if I am giving and I am not receiving, I got to be able to understand what it is that I want to receive when I put out. So I had to be aware. I had to be um, you know, how to develop that self-awareness for myself. And so I just started learning about myself once again. I took the time to engage with myself. You know, people will give you different techniques. They'll say, take yourself on a date. I didn't do that. My therapist didn't have me do that. And I'm very appreciative of her for not pushing me to do those things because I know how to date myself. I know how to go out to dinner and treat myself because I've always done that. I've always been the girl that if I wanted to go have a meal at a nice restaurant, I would take my book, my headphones and my phone and I'd just sit there and listen to podcasts or listen to audiobooks or whatever, music, eat my dinner and just enjoy the atmosphere. So I knew how to do those already. So I needed to tap into things that weren't generic and things that I truly needed for myself in order to get to where I needed to get. And so what I started doing was I started looking at everything around me within my space, my house, um, focusing on different elements. So one of the elements were when you're trying to buy a house, you are financially conscious of how you spend your money. And I did that. I took all my money and I was saving and saving and I was financially conscious about it. So after buying my house, because like I told you guys, I'm an all or nothing girl. So when I bought my house, I didn't know how to go back treating myself. Because in my mind, I was programmed to make sure I got that mortgage every month. And even though I made great money, I felt like all it was being done was save, sitting in the bank and making sure the mortgage was paid, my bills were paid, but I wasn't balancing things out. I wasn't creating the space that I lived in. So it took me over a year to buy furniture, maybe a year and a half, to buy truly buy furniture like new furniture for my house because when I moved in, everything that I had in my apartment came with me. 
um, and it fit in two rooms and that's it. Like I had a whole, like I have an entire top floor that I never had anything in for over a year and a half. It was empty, like literally empty. Now I have a home office. I have a gym. I have um, a, the bedroom, the extra bedroom upstairs, the guest bedroom has a bed in there, um, you know, headboard, some little things, knickknacks. It still needs, it's a work in progress. But I never got chance to really sit down and kind of balance things out because in my mind, I felt like, I had to have that same mentality. And I don't know if you've you've heard the terminology about how we think we we make money but we continue to think poor. That's the concept that I was having. I was continuously to think poor when I should have been thinking within the financial bracket that I was currently in. I'm no longer in an apartment, so I'm no longer where, you know, my roof was leaking because the rain fell. Um a lot and I had to deal with the you know the the maintenance people and the the apartment complex I no longer had those issues um I had a backyard I needed to create a space out back so that when summer come and evenings come I could sit down in my backyard and enjoy the view of outside and the fresh air and the the just that comfort you know I had to figure out how to do that, but I was still thinking with that broke mentality. It's not that I didn't have the money to buy furniture. I had the money. I just never used it for those purposes. So as I sat back and talked to my therapist, we came up with a plan. You bought your house. There you go. That's your security. That's your stability. What next? What is it that you want to do? So she told me, go out there, get a notebook, Write each room on a piece of on a piece of paper in the notebook. Go through each room and put down on there what you want for each room. And I started doing that and it took me a year to actually do that consistently because I would change out a few things. And you know, the first thing she said to me was, if you don't like the color in your house, paint it. Go to the Home Depot or Lowe's, find the paint that, that you think would go for you and just paint. She said that's, one, it's therapeutic. And then also, it gives you an idea of what, what elements you want in your home. So when my son left, I, I would never forget it, my son left to go back to Vancouver, and um, he, was, he graduated high school, and he's like, Mom, I'm heading back to Vancouver. Um, I don't want to be here in in." you know, anymore. And so I was like, okay, cool. No problem. Um, and I didn't want to stifle him because he's young and impressionable and he needs to go out there and learn stuff and, you know, figure out who he is as a person. So I ended up going to Home Depot and I bought some white paint because I'm very neutral or so I thought. And I went and I bought some white paint and I slapped it on one of the walls. And it looks great because my house had these beige, not beige, like these yellowish brownish tones in them. And they made me feel so damn depressed. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, when you walk into the house and you're like, yes, I'm the, I know what to do. This is because all my house needed was cosmetic surgery uh, when I bought it. It didn't need like no big repairs or anything like that, like gutted out or anything like that. It just need cosmetic surgery. But I went through each room and I knew in my kitchen that I wanted to gut out my kitchen and get new cabinets because my kitchen, I realized, was custom cabinets. So I needed to 
make sure that I put that on the list. And I bring this up to say, this is what helped me become aware of myself. Now I'm present. Now I'm present in my, my home. So I'm instructing my brain to show up for myself, make my house fit me, my comforts, do the things that I need to do, find a way to balance things out. Now, when the pandemic hit, you know, I'd already been in, I had just started a new relationship, one that was going to be um, more than I ever expected, right? I didn't expect it to go like permanent or anywhere, but we've been together a year and a half. This October will make two years that we've been together. And when we first met, we were just getting ready to start like getting serious with each other. And we decided to quarantine together. Um, he moved out of his, um, roommate situation. Um, and we were like, Hey, let's, let's quarantine. He was looking for a new place. When we met, he was going around to get a new apartment and the pandemic hit. And I was like, well, let's quarantine together. One is I really wanted to get to know him. He really wanted to get to know me and, it was crazy, but we did it. I talked to my therapist about it. I was like, am I going too soon? Like what is going on? And you know, she gave me some great advice and it's been two years that we've been in this relationship. Um, because the idea was to quarantine for a year and then when things get back to normal, he'll probably go look for his own place. That, that was the initial plan, right? But now we're two, er, two years in and I'm okay with him being here with me in my home. He's not insecure. The fact that I make more money than him or that I have my own home and, you know, things like that. I drive a nice car. He's not at all offense, offended by it or feel less than. And I love that about him because we talk about finances and he has his own different bracket. He does his own thing. And I love that. So that being self-aware and being present was able to help me get in a healthy relationship is where I'm getting at with that. It's like, I, I got into a healthy relationship based off of all the work that I had put into myself before he got here. Um, this year in 2021, now in 2020, cause, uh, we do th like a theme at, at therapy. I find a theme and I talk about it. It just pops in my head. I don't even know where it comes from. All I know is that, you know, for something clicks in my brain and I'm like, I want this. When I walked in the door, I told her I wanted stability by 40. I turned 40 and bought a house, right? At 41, the pandemic happened. Um, well, actually, no, at 41, um, I was working on, on making the space work for me, being able to make my home into the home that I wanted it to be. And so that's what I did at 41, 41. I started delving in more to the self-awareness and recognition and stuff. But when I turned 42, I said to her that. I miss doing my nails. I miss pampering myself. I miss um, doing self-care the way I think self-care should be for me. So one of those were shopping. I hadn't gone shopping in over a couple of years, like truly shop 
the way I wanted to shop. When I lived in New York, I would be in all the new fashions. I would do this. But then when I moved to the South and all the relationships and all the things, the turmoils and traumas that I've been through, I never um, was able to get back into that space. And so last year in 2020, when I turned 42, I told her I want to focus on self-care. And she was like, really not? She was like, no, don't say self-care or self-love, but focus on self. And I wanted to, um, I, I felt like it was an interesting topic to bring to the um, the podcast because I do two different types of um, podcast episodes here. I do the awareness episodes and then I do the regular topic episodes. So you get at least um, two episodes a week. One is a regular episode and then the other one is an uh, awareness episode. I um, This is awareness episode three, which is self-awareness, self-recognition, and self-concept. And so one of the things that I started looking into was skincare. I'm a woman of a certain age. Um, I do wear makeup, not a lot of makeup, but I've started learning how to do makeup like a couple of years ago, maybe four or five, six years ago. Um, and so I started learn going on YouTube, learning makeup techniques, how to do certain makeup and you know, what, what kind of products to buy and so forth. And then I started tapping into skincare. So last year I started investing in skincare. I am 43, but when you see me, I do not look 43. I don't look older. I look rather younger. But it's because, I mean, of course, black don't crack, but at the same time, black still needs to be moisturized, you know, because we dry. We dry over here. And so I learned what would work for me. You know, I learned about hyaluronic acids, about skin tightening. I learned about... um dark spots, eye cream. And so I started like a subscription service at first so that I can get products because I wasn't very educated on certain types of product, but I started getting into the product of skincare. Um, face masks are great. You know, you buy them at the store and you stick them on your face and that. But what about exfoliating? Do you know what kind of exfoliator you should do? Microneedling, like, you know, going to get an esthetician visit so that you can understand your skin. Like that was where I was at. I'm, I, I started out at top tier. I ain't even going to lie to you. I started out at top tier and top tier was I needed to know it all. And I felt like I never had a facial, you know, I never went out there and actually got someone to like take good care of my skin. Um, you know, I had sensitive skin, I had dermatitis, I had eczema. So I knew that I needed to focus on that part of me. It's my body, my wellness. Um, I also, you know, made sure that I was getting all the nutrients. I started exercising, trying to lose weight. I tried, you know, I did all that. I'm still on that weight loss journey. Um, I'm hoping to lose um, another 40 pounds not by the end of 2021, but as progressively as I go on, because I want to maintain once I get that 40 pounds down. I am 5'2", and I need to be at least 135, 40-ish, 45-ish. So I'm on the road to 
better health and better eating. And that's where I am at currently. So that's, that was one of the journeys that I went on in 2021. I, I got up every day. I walked four or five miles. Um, you know, I took the dog out for a longer time. I took the dog out two to three times a day. I started growing my own fruits and vegetables in the backyard. I created a little garden for myself and I wasn't just the generic fruits and vegetables. I went into it where I needed to incorporate eggplant. So I learned how to grow eggplant and all these different things that I did. I started drinking alkaline water, making sure my pH balance is correct. And those are, those were my self care. Self care. You often hear, Oh, get in the tub, light a candle and do that. But self care doesn't look the same for everyone. And so this is something that I think people need to recognize. And in order to do so, you need to recognize who you are as a person. Because what works for one person as self-care is not going to work for you. Because if you, self-care is supposed to leave you feeling like you release those endorphins, that stress release is gone, and you're back to yourself and you're able to see clearly and get the clarity. That's what self-care should essentially be when you're done doing it. So if one person tells you, oh, light candles and set the mood and get in the tub and you do all that, but you still feel like you were left full, then you do have to reconsider what self-care means to you and redefine it so that it fits who you are as a person. I had to do that. I love to take baths. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling anyone not to do that. However, look for your self-care. What is your self-care? So I looked for mine. Mine was walking daily, drinking a lot of water, getting out in my garden and puttering, creating a flower garden in front of my house so that I could see beautiful flowers when I open the door every day. Um, you know, incorporating different types of foods into my diet, learning about, um, you know, what makes me sleep better. If I eat this, will I sleep better? Because it all starts with how, what you put into your body so you can get back out once you wake up. So the skin, the rejuvenation, I started learning about, um, the different types of food that I shouldn't eat, um, as well. And what, what causes bloating, what causes stress, what causes, um, anxiety. And, you know, I've been on this real self high, not chemical high, but this self high, because I'm so self aware now and I'm recognizing myself and I love her. I love who she is. I'm seeing her more clearly that way that I can take care of her. Cause the goal is to take care of her so that she can be the better person that she wants to be. And that's how I feel with myself is like, I needed to do that. I needed to recognize myself so that I can not only be present, stay in the present, but I can also make sure that I am living the, the path that I want to live. And so some days there are good days and some days there are bad days. And that's normal because I'm not going to tell you where this Pollyanna type person where we're always up, 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 up. We will crash at some point. So when I realize that I'm starting to crash and burn, that's where my self-care comes in. Um, I always told my partner that I promise you that when I realize that I'm crashing, I need to take the moment for you to um, 
you know, allow me to do my self-care so I, I can be bad. I can be a better me for you and the people around me and who I invite into my life. Um, and so I thought that that was something that I needed for myself. So I learned different self-care techniques that work for me. Um, I love candles. I light them everywhere. I get up in the morning, my routine in the morning, now that I'm working from home officially um, for a while, is I get up in the morning and I wash my face. I take my meds. I take my vitamins. I have breakfast. I light all the candles in the house. I open all the blinds in the house so the sun could come in. And I go and I make my coffee. I make my breakfast. I get ready for my workout. Um, and I sit at my computer and I start my day for work. Um, because I have a schedule where at 9.30, no matter what, I get up and I take the dog on a 30-minute walk for me as well as for him, of course. But that I've incorporated that in my everyday so that I get at least 30 minutes of exercise. Now, I do that more than once, and then I, I schedule my lunchtime. I, I um, was told that I was at risk for a stroke and heart attack, and I felt like I needed to redefine some things of my life, so I said, no one's interrupting my lunch time anymore. I scheduled out my lunch for my calendar, so it is blocked off. Even if you want a meeting at that time, I don't show up. I let you know that this is my lunch and that's it because I have to take my meds and as a diabetic, I have to be able to keep up on those things and control the diabetes. So this is the things that are considered for me self-care as well. Um, but when you get up and you feel great and you you um you look great you put your clothes on or whatever you want your lounger your workout gear whatever and you get a workout in and you sit down and you relax i put on youtube i'm just talking to different people i have my meetings scheduled out i have if i have a client for life coaching i will um, speak to that client when that appointment is and i balance things out it took me a long time to get here but once I got here, I realized now I know how to do the work. And so with that, I'm going to say know how to do the work. Thank you again for listening to another week of She Talks Life. And I will see you in the next episode.